Hey y'all, welcome back. Today we're talking about social media and really getting to the bottom of whether or not social media is making you anxious. I'm personally taking a 90-day break from social media, so if you are down to join me, I invite you to. But if not, at the very least, I hope that you tune in and really consider the points that I am sharing today. So grab a pen, grab a journal, and let's dig in. Listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with. If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So... I'm doing another social media fast, and if you've known me for some time or tuned into my Instagram at all, you know that I've done this quite a bit in the last year, especially. The first time I did a social media fast, I did like a disconnect to reconnect period. I don't think it was that long. I honestly can't remember the exact time frame, but I was off for, let's just say, a couple weeks. And when I came back, it just gave me a fresh perspective. I wasn't falling into these bad habits that I had developed on social media and I was able to disconnect more easily. I think that was in 2020. In 2021, you all know I went through chemo. I had my son back in February of last year and our family just was in a very different season, a lot of different circumstances. And I was a lot more intentional about pursuing God and just turning off the things that were leading me away from him or leading me into temptation. And social media was one of them. I was very tempted to be jealous. I was tempted to compare myself to other people, to be angry, to just be in this constant cycle of appealing to my flesh and trying not to. And, you know, just things I didn't need to be doing when I was already going through things to do with my health and all the things that come with that, my family included. So I did a social media fast last summer. That was from July 14th until September 14th. It was awesome. During that time, I created Firm Foundations, and it was so God-led. I couldn't have come up with that myself, honestly. And the fact that I was able to pump out so much of that in such a short period of time was a true blessing and only something that I can give to you know credit to God for shout out also to the person who really who God gave me as a business coach to be able to make that happen that was Tracy Wren she's incredible I love her Tracy if you're listening shout out to you you have no idea how much of a blessing it was to work with you during that time frame and I was still in chemo at this time so that again that this was even able to happen in such a, a tough season says a lot about what God will do when you give up the thing that is maybe distracting you or leading you into temptation. So Firm Foundations was created. 
I took another social media break, I want to say end of September until October, like end of October. And then I took another social media break around Thanksgiving until January 1st or 3rd, I want to say. So it was like 40 days. And during that time, a lot of things happened. The rebrand happened during the first social media fast in uh, in July to September. Her Renewed Strength came out of that. Cash was strong. I did away with that. Um, the second round of social media fasting, you know, stuff happened then. I was able to really get super clear on things that I was doing in my business and pump out a lot of the podcast content in the beginning. And then in this, in the third social media fast, a lot of things happened then as well in preparation for this year. So, so many other things happened. I can't even, you know, pinpoint them because there's just, I'm not going to make an episode about that. But the whole point is that social media was triggering a lot of things that as a Christian, I didn't need to be triggered by. If you've ever heard the term stumbling block, you know, social media can be a stumbling block for many of us, myself included, especially me. And that has to do with a lot of things, which I'm again, I'm not going to get into, but one of the bad fruits that comes out of social media use or overuse is anxiety. And so right now I'm on a social media fast. I started it on April 1st and I'm going 90 days of no social. I deleted all apps off of my uh, my phone. I'll only log onto my computer to go onto the Facebook group. And outside of that, I have set times where I check email, but I'm not trying to be on my computer. I'm not trying to be on my phone unless I'm working, unless I'm talking to someone and texting someone who I want to be texting or listening to an audiobook while I'm like driving or running or whatever. So why am I fasting now? And why 90 days? God revealed something to me. He showed me last year, he planted a desire in my heart for something very specific for my husband as well. And we prayed about it. We prayed about it. And he made it very clear recently that that's the route he's taking us. So in obedience, we are following suit, doing the things that we need to do. And I'm really praying for something specific. Real quick, shout out to God. The social media fast I did, well, I did a Daniel fast. Let me back up. Fasts are awesome, by the way, and always. I did a Daniel fast in January until February, and I prayed very specifically over a couple things, including that a friend of mine would be delivered from depression, and she was. She told me one day, you know, I woke up and I just feel light again. Like, I feel like the depression is gone. And I can't tell you, like, <laughs> how happy it made me because it was an answer to prayer, a very specific prayer request that I had presented to the Lord when I started that fast. I do the same thing with social media fasts. I make an intention. I pray over it. You know, I don't just like set an intention, like hope God will holler back whenever he feels like it. I really pray and seek the Lord. And prior to to doing whatever fast I'm doing, and then I commit, I set a time frame and all the things. With that said, I set an intention for this one. And I'm just trusting that God will reveal what it is that he will reveal to me. I'm not praying for like healing or any like, you know, thing to happen in this lifetime. I'm praying for something specific that he would just provide the wisdom and the discernment and the understanding, honestly. And part of the reason I opted 
to move in the direction of social media is because I saw how quickly, I know how quickly I get consumed by it. And I also started to see that I was using it for kind of like a mood enhancer whenever I felt overwhelmed by something else I would turn to social media instead of turning to God so it was kind of becoming like something in the place of him like a little idol and if I'm gonna seek him and I'm gonna you know I'm asking for understanding and wisdom and knowledge why wouldn't I get rid of the thing that distracts me from hearing from him why wouldn't I get rid of the thing that kind of acts as like sitting in his place not because it intends to do that but that's what my heart tends to do so with that I'm on a social media fast and I started to wonder the other day while I was in the car how else does social media affect us and anxiety is one of the ways that it does and for me it did as well that's part of why I was on social media a lot less and opted for so many breaks from it so here are three ways that social media is making you anxious Number one, it's a time suck. And for those of you who struggle with boundaries, you also struggle with getting things done. It just feeds procrastination. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24 says, The hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Diligence is the opposite of procrastination. Like I said, if you struggle with setting boundaries, around your use of social media and you use it as a form of procrastinating if it's one of the things or maybe the thing that you do when you're procrastinating then this is going to be in the long term just another thing that makes you anxious because then after you're done using social media and you've wasted that time you still have to do the thing you have to do now you just have either less time to do it or you're running up on you know, kind of what you're doing filtering into the time that you set for something else. I want to just say very quickly that I don't think everybody procrastinates the same way. And I don't think that everyone lives their life in a way where they schedule absolutely everything into their day for that statement to be true, where time you allotted to something would be affected by your procrastination of doing something else. With that said, there is still a really big issue with procrastination. And in getting to know a lot more of you, I've had that conversation with you. And many of you have talked about procrastination being one of the things that hinders your, not just productivity, but your ability to be at peace. So social media is one of the ways that many people procrastinate. And if it is one of the ways that you procrastinate, I just invite you to consider the potential that maybe it's not a place you benefit from spending too much time or maybe any time. So procrastination is a form of avoidance. I'm going to get into that in a future episode. But the point of the story here is that whatever you're avoiding, whatever boundaries you're not setting, whatever thing you're not getting done, social media is just enabling that. Okay, quick break. Here is a short message from our sponsor slash podcast producer. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but you don't know how and where to start? It's too much. It's overwhelming. Trust me. I get it. Let George Joy Podcast Production and Management Services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. 
message jorsjoy at facebook.com forward slash jorsjoy. And guess what? The link is in the show notes. All right, back to the show. Number two, the second way social media is making you anxious. It just leads to hyper-awareness and focus on polarizing positions and negative news. This is a big one, especially because when you log on to social media, I can speak only for myself. When I log on to social media, I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking to be encouraged. I'm looking to connect with people I care about. I'm looking to be entertained. And I want to feel lighter, especially... Because I tend to use social media as a way to come down from the stress I'm feeling. I'll tell you a story. Okay. Last year, I was going through chemo. And actually, no, this was two years ago. Wow. This was two years ago. 2020. In 2020, my parents got COVID in March. In April, my personal safety was threatened by a person who is a convicted felon and was convicted of the thing that he threatened to do to me. And then I felt the lump in my throat in May getting bigger. So I was really stressed out and I didn't want to add to that stress. And then in June, I learned that I was pregnant. So I just got smacked with so many things that were happening right so when i logged onto social media i wasn't trying to be unless i sought it out i did not want to be opening unsolicited messages that were filled with negativity with divisive messaging with polarizing positions that's not to say that i was trying to be you know, ignoring the things that were happening at the time, I was very much aware of what was happening with all of the events leading up to all the riots. I have several friends who I would check in with and talk through a lot of these events with and and go through my own, you know, mourning process and, and figure out how to give back and get involved and be supportive. And I was also going through the things that I was going through. So I started to get direct messages from a friend a friend at the time who was really passionate about something that was very heavy that I did not have enough emotional or mental capacity for because I was going through my parents having COVID me being threatened the cancer spreading and me being pregnant did I need to explain that like I I ended up telling this person like please don't send me this stuff I don't want to see this. And they still sent it. I was so mad. And I remember having a conversation. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm going through right now. And this is why I don't want to see this. And they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I won't send these things anymore. But in my mind, I'm like, and I said this to them too. I'm like, yo, I set a boundary and you crossed it. But you needed the explanation for me to have a valid reason essentially to set a boundary. So that to me said like, this person is not really someone I want to do life with right now. We had that conversation. It was hard, whatever. But what it taught me was that I can't control, as much as I try to curate my feed, I can't control what I see because I can't control other people. I can't control what they post. If I've liked 
content from someone and then they post something crazy in the future, I can't avoid that until I see it and like block it or unfollow or whatever. Like I get exposed to the thing before I realize I I don't want to be exposed anymore. Does that make sense? So that hyper awareness and that focus on negative news, on polarizing positions, all of that is stuff that you can't really control, even if you have perfectly curated the content that you're following. Because at any given time, someone who you follow could potentially share something that is too much for you in the time that you're in, in the season that you're in. And it triggers anxiety. You have to have, well, you don't have to, but you're presented with a dilemma. Do I have this conversation with this person? Do I not? Do I unfollow? Do I not? Do I mute them? Do I not? All these questions that come up. And that's not why I can guarantee, I I would be willing to put a hundred bucks on it, though I'm not going to bet, that that's not why you sign on to social media. So what's the alternative? The alternative in my experience was getting off of social. And if I was looking for news, I just wanted the facts. I wasn't trying to get the Fox version of it or the MSNBC version of it. I didn't want CNN popping up on my thing. I didn't want, you know, anything that was like sarcastic. I wasn't trying to to, to be informed by anyone who had a negative connotation in terms of like giving me facts. I just want facts. So God heard me. And do you know that I found it was like a little ad on my Facebook, I think, The pour over. This is a Christian-based, Christian-run news outlet, and they are the bomb. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. I'm so grateful I found them. Their mission is helping Christians stay informed about current events while remaining focused on Christ every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Basically, they give news based on just the facts. Just the facts. It's not biased. They give a biblical perspective to consider in, you know, right after they share something and they share a verse of the day, they're highlighting Christian run businesses. I love it. If you are interested, I have a referral link in the show notes. So you can head to herrenewstrength.com, click on the show notes, click podcast and show notes and go to this episode, episode 40, and you'll see the referral link in the show notes. I highly recommend it. This is a kind of like an affiliate link. I I think if I get like five referrals, I get like a sticker or something. I'm not really in it for the. St- I'm 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 telling you right now. I'm not in it for the sticker. I could do without the sticker. I am sharing this because this is probably the only news source that I subscribe to that I actually read because I can't stomach anything else really. Moving on. Number three, the third reason social media is making you anxious. It feeds comparison-itis. I talked about this before. I was tempted to be jealous. I was also tempted to be envious, to think that God was withholding from me what other people were experiencing. I was following other life coaches. A couple of friends of mine from the past had become life coaches, and I found myself getting jealous. I found myself being jealous of their branding, being jealous of their content, being envious that they were getting clients. And at the time I wasn't taking clients because I was going through chemo. And I was just like, like I had literally just sold out, finished a sold out group coaching program. And there I was in July looking at someone else celebrating a client win. And I was feeling envious. 
And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's never enough when I'm looking at someone else's stuff. And it's not to say that I can't see other people celebrating and winning because I have experienced that. I have been happy for my friends. But for some reason, I felt less than. For some reason, I felt like I was not getting what I quote unquote deserved. And when I sat down to do a lot of prayer, when I sought the Lord about it and I got off social and all this was happening, I realized that God was taking me in a completely different direction, in the direction of not having clients, period. And there was a part of me that was mourning that because I love coaching. And I had been praying about this for so long. I had just finished up a group coaching program that was amazing. I had 10 women filled it. I had 10 spots, 10 women came. And all of this wonderfulness was happening. And this part of me was sad because I knew that I was walking away from that. But do you know that God doesn't have something that's less than great for you when it's aligned with his will? And I I was blinded by what I was seeing on social because I was so focused on what he was doing in other people's lives. I wasn't focused on what he was doing in my life. And in getting that time with him, off of social, focused on him, digging into the word. I was working with Tracy. I was, you know, I realized I set the wrong goal. I was doing all these things and I was going in a direction where it wasn't the direction he had for me. I finally stopped and was just like, what is it that you would have me do? And it wasn't what everybody else was doing. I ended up starting a Bible study group and 20 women signed up. I didn't even think two women would sign up, never mind 20. He had something different for me, but I was not paying attention to what he was doing in me because I was paying attention to what other people were doing. Unfortunately, that fed anxiety in me. And until I walked away from it, I wasn't able to have that peace. But when I walked away from it, I was. And I was filled with joy, really, Especially because not only did the Bible study come out of it, but her renewed strength, the entire rebrand, the new business entity, the podcast, like this entire thing was born during that time. And I can't tell you how much of a blessing it's been because I still don't know. I'm still learning. I still interact with women who tell me, I listened to this episode and it blessed me in your Bible study group. And I'm so glad that you went day by day through this study because that is the only time that I've gotten in the word in so long. And I started to see that it wasn't about coaching. It wasn't about what people called me or the money I made or whether or not I could leave my job and do this full time. It was about what was happening in women and what that fruit is when it comes to the eternal perspective. I got really open and honest during this conversation. You know, I know that a lot of the things I shared are not pretty, but I also know, or and I also know, I'm not the only person to suffer from these afflictions, to go through these temptations, to be imperfect in this way. And so if any of this resonated with you, I wonder... 
if you will step away from social media so that you can just pursue him so that you can just hear from him so that you can just have some time get some time back and pour it into your walk with the lord instead of opening instagram would you open your bible app instead of checking your news feed would you read a devotional i'm in jonah right now and um I didn't know what to expect, honestly. I wasn't too familiar with the story of Jonah um, until like maybe a couple weeks ago. My my daughter has this little kid's Bible and we read the story of Jonah. Actually, so yes, that happened too. Um, I put on a video on YouTube because I was trying to get her to focus on something, but I didn't want to put like cocoa melon on. If you have kids, you know. I just can't take cocoa melon too much. And I found a cartoon of Jonah and I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And then Jonah just kept coming up, kept coming up for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I thought I was supposed to be in the book of John, in the gospel of John. And then I asked God last week, God, make it clear. Am I supposed to be in John or Jonah? And I didn't hear from him for like a couple of days on that. And then when I least expected it, I pick up my daughter and she's like, look, mommy, I painted a picture today and it's Jonah inside the whale. He was trying to run away from God because he didn't want to follow instructions. And I was just like, oh, got it. Okay. So now I'm in the book of Jonah and I realized that God's been trying to get my attention for some time, but I wasn't listening. I was running away from him just like Jonah was running away. And it, I don't think it's for the same reasons, but you know, Sometimes we run from God and we run to social media or we run to a friend or we run to food or we run to something else to try to avoid. And I'll tell you what, you can't be avoiding God for too long. He's running after you, okay? He will send a storm. He will send a whale. But he takes care of us the whole time. So I hope that if you've been hearing him tell you to get off social or whatever you've been hearing him tell you, that you'd be obedient, that you'd listen, and that you'd respond in a way that honors him. I hope this was a blessing to you. If you want to hang out a little more and you're not getting off of Facebook, then come hang out in the Facebook group, herrenewstrength.com forward slash community. But if you're not interested in hanging out on Facebook or maybe you're going to fast from Facebook, you can still stay connected with me. Head over to herrenewstrength.com and scroll down to become an insider. You just enter your name and your email address and you'll get a weekly email from me. I'll share my top five, which includes the Bible study I'm doing currently where I'm in the Bible, favorite song, favorite podcast, um, typically a personal share. I said my top five. So you get my top five. I link you to the podcast episodes and I have, you know, coupon codes in there for anything that I'm offering right now. So I hope I'll see you there. And if not, I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for hanging with me. I love y'all. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five, extra tips, and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.